Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 54 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post-match reaction of the Derby d'Italia between Juventus and Inter at the Allianz Stadium, which finished 1-1, a goal from Dusan Vlaovic in the 27th minute and Lautaro Martinez in the 33rd minute. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, we we did the pre-match for this game um, and discussed sort of the importance. Obviously, the Derby d'Italia is always a big game, but knowing that it's one versus two, there was a lot of uh, hype going into it. And it ends in kind of, it it wasn't a dull game, um, but that second half, you know, I saw a bunch of people tweeting this, but it didn't really seem like either team wanted to go for broke there and would settle for the point because it keeps, you know, it keeps the teams within two points of each other and and they can go about their business. Um, How do you feel about a point here at the Allianz as opposed to putting ourselves at risk and and going for all three? I mean, me personally, I thought we did um, have more attacking displays in the second half than obviously Juve. It felt like we did want to go it now, maybe more carefully. You know, I I feel still think that they were trying to go for for the three points. I think they were also just being being a little cautious because yeah, you don't want to be hit on the counter. But it felt like that we wanted to win more so than Juve did. I think Juve honestly, really after Juve took the lead, I felt like that's it. That they, that they I knew that they were going to shut down shop. That, that that they were happy with a goal. A goal would be enough for them. They didn't care. Um, you know, I like the reaction from the boys and the way we were able to get the equalizer as well. Um, I'm happy to at least get the draw. I, I, I just didn't want to lose. That was my thing. I did not want to lose this match, especially at the Allianz. Especially to this team, too. Because after that performance, yeah. like, they're not, they were not dangerous at all. No, like, they weren't. They, feel- they literally yeah. had one instant. Literally. One, 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 one chance. And it was because of a, a Dumfries mistake. Um, and look, I'm not going to pick on him. You know, that, that really could have happened to anybody. That was a tough ball to play. Unfortunately, he was did it, tried to play that the way he did in the middle of the park, and and it led to that opportunity for Juve. But no glaring disappointments, in my opinion. I mean, there's there, there was instances from everybody. I wasn't amazed by anybody's play. Um, you know, outside of the goal, that was like the only beautiful thing that I saw from from a few different players. But we we, we leave this with a point. We still have our two-point lead. You know, Napoli, Napoli gained three points on us, which I, I'm not thrilled about. You know, um, not that I'm really worried about them as a threat, but I, I liked having a 10-point gap at least over, over third place. So, listen, we'll take the point and, um, and move forward. And, and now we can look forward to a situation where they have to win at the San Siro, which won't be easy. Um, you know, they will have to beat us if if they want to really win the title. Like I think that's really what's going to come down to that game. Um, barring any injuries and setbacks for both sides, really, where that could derail the season for, for either club. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same page with you there. I think before the season, if you told Interisti that we would take a point away from the Allianz and, you know, potential to take four out of uh, six total 
back at San Siro, um, I think a lot of people would have signed up up for that. The other thing that I can't really fault Inzaghi for not going all out here is because if you do lose this game, you completely shift the momentum, right? And the voices that, oh, Inter's going to choke, they get way louder, way in our heads. We're coming up in a Champions League match where we're probably going to be resting a lot of guys. That's a potential game that, you know, we we could end up losing. Next thing you know, you have two losses in a row. The, the conversation just gets really crazy. And again, we did not need to win today. We did not need to win today. So listen, at the end of it, it's status quo. It's status quo. Like you said, uh, you know, teams have gained some points on us, but it's status quo at the top of the league. Um, and I'm certainly not, I'm not overly disappointed. I do. My main takeaway from this game is that we are a much better team than Juventus. Like you, you mentioned, um, it took an individual mistake in order for Juve to to put their to get their goal, which always felt like was the case for them to score today because their build up play, their offensive, their attacking phase is horrendous, horrendous. Like they have no. There's no structure to it. There's nothing that feels like dangerous. It's essentially try to get the ball to Chiesa and and hope for the best, right? Even Dusan is not not that involved. Um, it was it's really bad. The other potential opportunity for them was Chiesa, which was off of a set piece routine, off of a throw in that somebody from Juventus won the header in the box that falls to Chiesa on the edge of the box. Like that's the only way they felt dangerous. So coming out of here, like. <clears throat> Listen, Juve can shithouse their way to a lot of wins, but I don't know how you can win a title playing that kind of football. Like, I, I feel better about ourselves coming out of that game because at least we, you know, we play, we play football, right? It's not, you can't be mad about that. We're definitely a better team. No, I 100% agree, man. Like, <laughs> that mistake doesn't happen. Or somehow Dumfries is able to just kick it out out wide, and maybe Barella's there. Maybe just rolls out of bounds. You know they don't score. They don't score. Like they really did nothing the entire match. Nothing. Uh, it is painful to watch that watch them play. It really is. Like if I'm a Juve fan, I truly like you, listen. You could be biased. You could be blinded by your own bias. But if you actually ask any, uh, sorry, any Juventino who who really looks at their team, I think they would admit that they don't have a real shot at winning the title, just by their style of play. Like you said, they can't they can't be able to to back into victories time and time again. Get a lucky last minute goal. Get a lot. You know, winning one nothing is nice. And and in a perfect world, listen, Inter would win the title thirty eight games. One nothing, thirty eight times. Like I, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Like you know, if we never give up a goal and you tell me we're only going to win by one, but we never allow, okay, fine. But realistically, it, it, it's not because so many teams near the top, at least, have such attacking prowess. You know, I mean, Milan has ability with with their with their forwards. You know that they can. I mean, it may not be pretty either. Pioli plays almost like a, an Allegri light in some instances. Where it's just get the ball to lay out and hope for the best. Sometimes, um, you know, Napoli has players up and down their lineup really who can who can have an impact. Um, you know, Politano is having a great season. Cavada seems back. Osimen's Osimen. Um, you know, so you can't get this lucky week in and week out. You can't. And I, I just, 
I'm more satisfied with with the way we played and with the attitude and with the game plan that we brought to the match. Um, of course, I think they played it like a mental chess match. They wanted to be careful, but they also took advantage of their chances and they did try to make opportunities. You know, um, Turam had a good chance in the second half. I, I wish he would have gotten around it, his foot around that a little bit better. Um, but he did it with his weaker foot. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass on that. Um, that we had opportunities. Now we didn't obviously capitalize on on, on those, and and there were some instances where Lautaro made a mental error, or you know, with yeah. with not seeing, picking his head up and stuff. But we can get into that, you know. Yeah, definitely want to get into that because although it was very clear that we are the superior side, we also didn't even come close to playing to our to the best of our abilities. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't have any issues with uh, Darmian, Devray, Acerbi back there. I thought they played really well. Obviously, the distribution is different when you have Devray in the middle and you know Acerbi out on the left. But I thought they were really good. I thought Somer's distribution was immense today. I don't know if he put a pass wrong. I think he like as a distributor, he's really, really impressing me. Um, the goal came know, from just, him. Like he started. Yeah. It. Yeah, he got the ball out wide to to Dumfries. Dumfries to like if he does, and that was a venomous ball. He put some curl on it. He got it out there beautifully. Um, if he doesn't do that, do we equalize? Probably not. You know, like yeah, I think Juve was going to be happy to his, just sit back. I thought he had his best game distribution wise for sure. Um, but let's and go I don't in fault and, him for and, the goal either. You know, we can, but we can. Yeah. Yeah, so it actually it feels like we've kind of um we've kind of talked about like the big actions in this game. Uh, you know, Juventus's opportunities in the first half. So you mentioned uh let's talk about the goal that they scored. You mentioned that you're not going to kill Denzel for that. I I feel a little bit differently. Um at this point in time like the one the one aspect to his game that he really needs to improve is the technicality like the touch the the ability to control the ball the ability to play out from pressure like he needs to improve that aspect but he's already what 27 years old like i, I don't see that really getting better um and i i think in order for this team to really reach the level that they need to denzel needs to be upgraded on uh i do think he's at fault for that goal i know devry's positioning wasn't great um but yeah it, you can't give the ball away in the middle of the pitch like that when yuba's only hope is to counter you and and take advantage of your individual mistakes um not too happy about about that situation but what did you see on on yuba's goal anything that we could have done uh could have done better in that situation I mean, no, I, I, yeah, look, he, he made the mistake. Yeah, it's, I agree that we, we should have someone of better quality in that position. I think that that doesn't happen if you have a Hakimi or, or someone else um, out there. He has been better for the most part. Now, this was just, of course, it happens in a game of this magnitude, and of uh, against an opponent like Juventus, it doesn't happen against the you know a Frosinone. It doesn't happen against Salernitana's. It, it happens against a Juve. You have to be smarter in that instance. I I do think it's a tough ball to play. You know, there, there, that's one of those instances where 
I've had coaches in the past say, if you can't play it and control it, and you're putting your team at risk in the middle, move out of the way and let it go wide. Worst case, it goes out of bounds, or somebody picks it up, you know, pushing upward. But at least then you're able to reposition and maybe you know cut off an angle or something like that. That's just really situational awareness. Um, he isn't the most cerebral player, so that, that's probably not something that he thought about. Um, do I, I think? Yeah, I agree with you that Devrai probably could have gotten in better position, maybe to to either get in front of Vlaovic, put him off his game, maybe you know block block the shot. Yeah, it's it, it's it. <laughs> It's tough because there's a lot of things that could have maybe been different. You know, like, who knows? I don't remember. Yeah, Darmian maybe could have got in front of Chiesa a little bit better, maybe to prevent the, the pass from being better. played. Yeah. You know, there's so there's so many things that we could have possibly done differently in that. It all starts, though, of course, with Dumfries. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with that, that, that but... Yeah. Where I've been extremely harsh on him in the past, I'm I'm going, you know, I'm not that I'm going to go easy on him. I'm just trying to be a little bit more, I guess, subjective as opposed to just ripping into people, you know? Yeah, no, I think, like you said, he's been better this year, but it's just like a moment like that exposes what we've been saying about him. Um, mm-hmm. It's that, you know, that technical ability that that he lacks. Inter responds within five minutes uh, with a wonderful team goal. Like you said, Somer distributes out perfectly. Uh, I thought Barella's ball to Turam down the sideline was was perfectly um, put the right pace on it, I guess is is the right word. Yeah, perfectly, perfectly played into Turam. Sure. The most impressive aspects of that goal for me were the fact that Turam held off Bremer, who has been one of the best defenders in Serie A since he's been in the league. Um, a really, really strong defender that it showed. There was an instance earlier in the first half where Turam had two Juvet players on him that had a hell of a... Like, literally were trying to tackle him like American football to the ground, and they had a hell of a time doing so. I think he pulled the both of them down, and he really showed his strength to hold off Bremer delivering a perfect ball to Lautaro whose movement to you know run towards the near post and apply that finish was was absolutely perfect um it's a goal that Juve was not capable of scoring tonight right it was a moment of quality that you would expect from Inter but you wouldn't expect from Juve um what did you think of of the goal and uh and your thoughts on Turam's ability to hold off Remmer and Lauti's finishing there yeah, I mean, to go back to what you said about Baturam um, with it was Nicolussi and, and Hurugani in the first half. How neither one of them got a yellow for that is beyond me. But you know what? I'll be honest, for the most part, I'll say Guida they actually did a good job today. Uh, there, there's he very let few them play. things. Yeah, he did let them play. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that um, for sure. Um, that pass from Barella, like you said, was perfectly weighted. I mean, he put it right where only he could really run onto it. Like, Bremer would have had to take him out if he wanted to get that ball. And the way he was able to hold him off, not only that, but, like, just even just blowing past him, really. Like, he just, it, it looks so effortless for him. Um, w- w- there's not enough, I don't think there's enough words in the dictionary that we can use to describe Turam and his importance. Um, and when it comes to Lautaro, that movement, like you said, I mean, to position himself to get enough weight, get away from Gatti, but then also put yourself in a perfect position to be able to shoot that first time. Because if he tried to play that with a touch, who knows, blocked, saved by uh, Chesney, whatever. Um, you know, Gatti could have got in front, however you want to look at it. I, I, it was just such a beautiful play. And that's 
that's really Inzaghi ball at its best. Just quick, yep. you know, hitting them on the counter fast, like four passes, that's it, boom, goal. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if you look from when Summer releases that ball, I think it was eight seconds from passes to goal. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I love our forward group. These two guys are, are so vital to our success. And Barela, little by little, is getting back to his game because I, I thought he actually played a, a good game. Not a great game, just a good game today. So, he is. And I think it was most evident on the chance that you mentioned uh, for Turam early on in that, in that second half when he's controlling, the, Barela is controlling the ball on the left-hand side of the pitch uh, and is able to spot Mikitarian's run behind him, plays a beautiful back heel uh, into a yep. streaking Mikitarian into, into the box who cuts it back for Turam and, like you mentioned, was on his left foot. But, um, yeah, Barella was, was really good today. A little bit of a scare with uh, it looked like he might have dislocated his shoulder. Or yeah. It's, yeah, that it, scared me. I don't know if it seemed worse because Barella definitely plays things up a little bit. Um, you know, but from the challenge, it didn't look too bad, and obviously he kept playing, so it wasn't anything dislocated or or anything like that. Uh, but he was back to he was back to the the Barella that we expect today. Um, not much left to say about the game. I think <laughs> we can talk a little bit about Cuadrado and his entrance. Um, I was nervous when he was coming onto the pitch because he is the epitome of chaotic like as a player it's just so you don't know if he's going to get himself sent off you don't know if he's going to you know blow past three players and play an inch perfect ball into the box it's like you're really playing with fire when a player like that is on the pitch and i thought it was played up even more so with the uva fans giving it to him bad um as you would expect and it's the same thing you know, for us, like the way that we gave it to Lukaku as well, like, it, you know, it is what it is. You spend a long time with the rival and then move to uh, to another rival. You're, you're going to hear it from the fans. But I was I nervous. Will say, with- I, w- I will say, though, with that, I feel like it's a completely different thing in the sense that we wanted Lukaku back, you know, and he spurned yeah. us. Cuadrado wasn't offered a contract. He was just let go. So it's like you can't. I, I feel like you can't boo someone if you like if he turned down renewing with Juve. Fair game. Right. But they let him go. But I get where you're coming from. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. It's um it was just interesting because it was so loud and you could see the the smile on his face. But I think it also it's a tough situation to put him into because obviously like as a competitor, you know, the juices are are flowing. The fire is getting stoked by hearing that constant um that constant barrage of whistles and he almost got himself into a tricky situation. Although on the replay, like it looked all ball to me. I don't even know that that's a yellow. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how that was even a discussion. And again, on the broadcast, on the broadcast, thank you. So insane. It's so insane how much everything is made out to be like, oh, like that's, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. And then you no. watch the replay and it's all ball and you still continue to act like it was something like it, it just, are, what are we watching here? What are did we it watching? Cut, did it cut off? Like, I don't know for you. I'm assuming for it everybody. Switched the it, commentary. it switched the I felt yeah. as soon as it switched, I was like, oh, thank you. Just stay like this. Stay. Yeah. I was so happy. Um, but yeah, he got all ball. Like they're they're trying, like oh, he kicked through it very very aggressively. Like yeah, he's trying to clear the ball. Of course, he's gonna kick through it aggressively, and he doesn't even touch 
Kostic, Kostic jumps over him. He's going literally over his foot that makes contact with the ball. If anything, if anything, Kostic's his studs graze the top of uh, Cuadrado's foot. If anything, and and then they they give him a yellow. I mean, as soon as he got the yellow, I was worried that he would get another stupid one. Um, yeah, me too. And put us in a bad situation. But fair play to him. He you know he was he was smart the rest of the time. Did you get excited when he got the ball right outside the eighteen and he was going? And then I I thought that that was it. Like he was going to make them pay. Yeah. And and Kostic did you know the the professional foul and, and took him out. But I got so excited for that little second there. And I was like, oh, I mean, smart. You know, like I would expect whoever, you know, for Inter would have done the same thing. But yeah. Yeah. When we talk about the player performances, we'll we'll discuss a little bit about what Cuadrado brings to the team that we lack with other options um, at right wing back. The other refereeing uh, point that I want to make is Rabiot's foul on, on Barella, which was actually studs up and which was actually way more dangerous, did not get anything close to as much play on the on the commentary. And like, no, of listen, I know, I know the commentators don't listen to this podcast and I don't think like, bon- it, it was Bonetti, right? That was comment yeah, yeah. Th- at that moment. Yeah. So like, I don't want to kill anyone, but it, it has to be, it's just strange. Like the Rabio studs up. The Rabio tackle was actually studs up. It was actually dangerous. He actually didn't get the ball, and there was nothing. And he said, and he said there was nothing in it. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't really get it. Um, but anyway, outside of that, Guida, there was a lot of, there were a lot of tackles that I think a lot of other referees would have, um, would have blown for. That they are shoulder to shoulder challenges. Like again, this is a contact sport, and and shoulder to shoulder is allowed um and i really liked the fact that the game played on as opposed to sometimes you feel like again you're watching like an american football game where there's flags on every play it's there's hardly a rhythm to the game um but that wasn't the case here today uh trying to think of any other opportunities i mean augusto played a ball to the back post that duram couldn't get to and cuadrado couldn't get to it either but outside of that there there wasn't much to the game uh like i mentioned earlier it was a dominant performance from inter in terms of like the actual level of of play um then we we get out there with a point on 32 points juventus is second with 30 we are still six points out of milan um so Listen, we're still in a good position. Not much changes here. And uh, we go into Napoli, still top of the table. We go into the game against Napoli, still top of the table. All right, let's get into these player performances. We'll start with the goalkeeper. We already mentioned, you know, the distribution was great. Did not have much to do in terms of uh, saves. Couldn't do anything on the uh, the Vlaovic goal. Um, But I really... You know, I think they mentioned on the broadcast that Somer already has more clean sheets than Onana and Serie A last year. Um, the distribution is getting better. I feel so good with him back there, uh, and I really think he's he's one of the MVPs of the season. Um, just a tremendous signing from uh, the front office that's going under the radar and, and not getting as much play as it should. Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about this guy. I, I love Jan Sommer. Um, like you said, the distribution was was on point today. I, I felt very safe with him, even when the balls were being played back in the second half, where there was pressure on him. Uh, I felt very calm. There, he played a ball actually 
where I don't remember if it was Kiesa or maybe maybe it was Milik. Uh, it might have been after the subs, but whatever, where he dragged it back and then he turned to his right and played it out to... Um, see, so yeah, I'm forgetting if it was Cuadrado or Dumfries, but he played it out perfectly to start the counter. And I was like, my goodness, like I would not have felt this calm before, you know, with him, with the ball at his feet. Not that I thought he was bad. I just know he's not Onana. Um, but yeah, he was, he played very well. And like you said, nothing he could have done on the goal. You know, if you look at it from, there was an angle where they showed it from behind the goal where he's looking at Chiesa. He's perfectly placed near post. Um, by the time that ball's played, I mean, he would have had to have been Donnarumma's height to really have a chance at saving that. And, and we all know he's not. So, um, listen, uh, I expect you to make the saves that you're able to save. And when things are out of your, you're, you're not able to do it. I'm not going to like crucify you for it. So, yeah, you know, he, he did what he had to do. So, yeah. Um, uh, just, you know, after, when we record these podcasts, I just pull up Fop Mob to give me, you know, the, uh, the lineup and to give me the times that the goals are scored and, and stuff like that. But just catching my eye, these player ratings, they're insane. So they gave Somer a six, which I would give him, you know, a seven for today's game at least. Um, and then we'll talk about one of the other ratings that they gave that I think is absolutely hilarious. But anyway, let's talk about the defense. Darmian, uh, solid there were a couple times where he was put into situations where he made the right call every single time in terms of clearing it out the box instead of playing it out um i thought darmian was was super super solid to get the job done you notice that the team plays a little bit differently when he is the distributor out the back chalanoglu definitely drops further back to to get the uh the play started when it's the guy in the middle and then acerbi acerbi had some giveaways today that were really uncharacteristic. He he did not look super sharp uh, on the left-hand side of the defense, but it's to be understood because that's not where he typically plays. Um, he had to grow into it a little, a little bit, but all in all, a good defensive performance. Um, not going to not gonna kill anyone today. Yeah, no, I would agree with you um, with everything you said, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no one really to kill. Um, this is like our most secure backline, really. Like where where you, you don't feel like people are gonna put you in situations where you can be caught, you know, outmanned or or uh, you know in, in trouble or misplaying balls. Like they are very smart, all three of them in the back there. So I got nothing bad to say uh, about any one of them. Yeah, they're they're definitely not. Um, they're definitely the, the veteran nature of that back line. Like Darmian is in his thirties, the in his thirties, that Jedi in his thirties. Like they, they just play smart and they don't give you much to work with. So uh, good performance out of them. The wingbacks were really ineffective, uh, today going forward. And it really, it stands out like when Inter's at, at their best, it's the wingbacks are super involved. Dumfries obviously had the mistake, um, that he made on the goal. And then, you know, he just wasn't. He wasn't good at connecting the play um, and really linking up with anyone. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't too dangerous on the right hand on the right hand flank. Same thing can be said for Di Marco. He didn't make any mistakes, but I think you can clearly tell that those back to back ninety minutes for Italy. Um, yeah, he was he was gassed. He didn't have his full gas tank. Didn't have his full repertoire of of moves today. Uh, what did you think of the the wingbacks? 
same thing that you said, really. Um, yeah, the Marco. I was actually really upset where he had Turam streaking in, and this is in the second half. Lautaro going towards the back post, and he overshots both of them. Like that was a clear opportunity. If he keeps it on the ground, Turam might have an opportunity just to really tap it in. Um, Lautaro was the only guy who had a defender near him, so maybe the defender gets it. But like, I, I don't. It was literally Di Marco when he gets the ball. Turam is wide. All if he plays that first time on the ground and is able to get it to him, that that's probably an easy tap in. Um, it just seems like. It seems like he gets fatigued quickly for for club more so than country, um, and he saves his best performances lately. I, I won't say like all the time, but lately he saves his best performances for for country. Um, it's a little a little disheartening because I feel like for someone who is such an interista to to not leave it all out there, especially in a game of this magnitude, and 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 really have poor passes, which is supposed to be your your strongest point. It makes it a little bit difficult, and then with Dumfries, you know, we know the situation that he put us in. Um, you know, I would give him maybe a five out of ten for his performance. Really, after that, really, he didn't make any many mis- many mistakes. But it yeah, felt it wasn't like, really seen. Yeah, it felt like even when he had the ball in the attacking third, um, he was very not skittish, but like like scared to have the ball at his feet. Like he didn't want yeah. to make another mistake. Hesitant. And yeah, yes, hesitant, perfect. Um, and you, it was very evident with the way he played. Like there was opportunities where he could have crossed it. Um, he could have played a ball quickly to Hakan right outside the 18, where I think he could have got a clean shot off on. Um, and he just like overthinks. He, after that, uh, ironically, when he's not thinking about what the situation he puts a team in and, that gives the, the goal, then he's overthinking after that. So. Yeah, and um, Augusto and Cuadrado come in around the 70th minute. Um, Augusto had a cross of the back post like we talk, talked about that just got out of the reach of Turam. Cuadrado couldn't get to it. Outside of that, there wasn't much to say uh, for Carlos's performance. Wasn't ter- terribly involved, um, but Cuadrado was. And I think, like I said earlier, the player is brings a bit of chaos and sometimes that that's needed and it's been missed a little bit um from the right wing back position having someone who's just the first thought on their mind is let me take my opponent on i mean listen he gives the ball away that you know i'm not saying that he's he's a great option over dumfries but i guess what i'm trying to get at is that i'm happy that he's back as an option for the team because i do like what he offers from um from that right wing back position just to switch things up to be a little bit more offensive. He really, he's still a shifty guy that can still work his way around defenders. And, you know, I think it's going to be even more, more evident uh, when he comes up against the smaller sides and can really provide a spark and can give uh don't freeze a bit of a break. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like some of the stuff Cuadrado does, but definitely not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. He'll definitely be able to give us more in the attacking third, for sure. Uh, defensively, I think he's a little bit more of a liability, and I think that's why we're going to continue to see Dumfries get the start um, more so than than Cuadrado. Um, it's nice to have him back there. Obviously, I don't foresee him really being a truly important player for us the rest of the season. He may have moments here and there where he, you know, he provides assists, but I don't see him having like this tremendous impact where it's going to make or break our season. Uh, Augusto, I agree with you. Um, you know, he had that good cross that was going back post. 
uh, where it looked like Rugani was trying to undress Turam, and you know they don't call anything there. But it's it is what it is. I mean, like I, it's not a, that's not something where you call a penalty for sure. But it's like my gosh, like uh, there has to be a way where you can you can call fouls that that are in the box that aren't penalties. Like maybe that's something you have to think about going forward in the future. But like, like indirect free kicks. Yeah, but like. Or maybe something where it's a, a free kick outside the box. I don't, you know, because like you look at how that ball goes over and then it gets, you know, Cuadrado tries to chase it down. It goes out of bounds and then it turns into a goal kick. Well, if Turam's able to get up, maybe he heads it. Maybe he heads it, you know, over the crossbar and it becomes a, a goal kick anyway. But it's like, we'll never know because Rugani was all over him. Like just, dry. he was basically wearing him like a backpack. It's so, the kind of foul that they will call a foul when it's a corner kick or when it's a free kick into the box when they're on him. Like, you know, referees are quick to yeah. call that as a foul, um, but not so much when it's, you know, the open run of play. Uh, yeah, for and some it's, a, reason. it's a little but, frustrating because, like, I feel like that might have been a good chance of attack. Now, I don't know if you saw it from, uh, but, like, when that when Guadrado gets that ball, in my opinion, from the angle I saw, that ball didn't go completely over the Me line. Me neither. I thought that was quick. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was way that. too quick. Like, it felt like it was hovering and Cuadrado just got it, you know, back into play. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I wish that we, you know, they would show like the goal line technology, like the, the technology. Cause I remember when Inter played Atalanta two seasons ago when the ball was not saved by Handanovic that eventually led to the goal that they equalized on. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Like they were able to look at it there. We didn't see here, I guess because it didn't lead to a goal or nothing, but like, I would like to be able to see that in those instances, because to me that that ball was not over the line, but yeah, it, it wasn't close, something where I'm going to, if it's close, let him put the ball into play and see if anything comes from it. Or if it ends up being a goal, you go to VAR and you see if the ball went out previously. Like, that's the same thing that they talk 100%. about. Like, let them play. I thought it yeah. was close enough for that to be the case. But anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, who do you think Mob rated as the best midfield performer for Inter today? It's funny because I'm sure me and Mob thought differently. I'm going to say they gave it to Hakan. They gave it to Mikitarian, which I think is just insane. <laughs> just insane because Bruh. at least in that first half, at least in that first half, every time the ball was played to Mikitarian, it felt like he was caught in between what he wanted to do, like and just mess it up. Like didn't like was thinking, oh, I can go here or I can go here. And every time the ball got to him, he made the wrong decision. Um just like really sloppy from him, which is not is a, a bad thing because he's the veteran in the park. He's starting these games because he's not supposed to be the sloppy one. He's supposed he's supposed to be the one that makes the right decision. Um, and that was strange from him in the first half. A lot of giveaways did nothing really beneficial to anything that we were doing moving forward. Um, and then the second half was a little bit tidier, but Still, like I, I, the kind of performance that we've been talking about from Mikitarian, where it's like, dude, come on, like you were, you had it for a little bit, and now it could be all the minutes on your legs, but he's just, he's a giveaway machine recently, um, and he's really killing some of the the offense that Inter is trying to put together. Yeah, uh, 
I feel like I'm just repeating myself in Mikitarian. Like the same things that upset me previously are the ones that upset me today. He played a ball in the second half that uh, I'm I don't remember if it was Vlaovic or or McKenny. One of the two of them was able to just run onto it as if it was nothing and start the counter. And he was lucky that that didn't lead to a goal because I mean his just it, we're rewarding him with appearances after appearances. And it's like, dude, you are so careless and you are going to cost us a game. Like I think about the game against Monza where, you know, he's trying to seal dribble it, gets knocked off the ball and then it leads to a goal. Like you're just not thinking you're not. And I, I don't understand how he continues to be the starter. Granted, I don't think anyone else really excites me except for Aslani really right now. I mean, let's see what we have in Davy Klassen. You know, obviously, we're not going to see what we have in Stefano Sensi. So it's like, I'd rather just see what we got in Klassen. He may he may be trash too, like I, but I don't know. I, I can't go off of like the 14 minutes that I've seen him play. So, you know, wh- why bring in another an extra midfielder if you're not even going to use him ever? That That's what I don't yep. understand. Like, you already don't play Sensi. Why bring in Klassen if you're not going to play Klassen over Sensi? Yeah, at I this just, point, it's not, it feels like they don't have a path to get into the first team that they're more there as like an injury you know to protect against injury um but hopefully against Benfica we can see some of them get extended minutes and work their way into the conversation with a good performance as opposed to just waiting for someone to go down um give me Aslani Sensi and Klassen against Benfica yeah yeah I mean Benfica's been poor like that's a midfield that I'm absolutely poor unconfident in like i'm okay if you want to start turam arnatovic lautaro arnatovic that game and then a, a whole new midfield and then you know maybe rotate bisek i think bisek i would love to see him for the the, the get-go against benfica like yeah and even aldero like just throw him out like let these guys like play i think aldero is, is starting against benfica I, I think i saw that too yeah i so, heard that yeah, let, let's let's just get these guys in there. I think it'd be good, especially to give our players. Obviously, Mkhitaryan needs a rest. Hakan, you're gonna afford to rest them. And Barella, I mean, the guy, the guy's a workhorse. But like, this is a game. Like, yep. you know, if it's if it's nil nil in the 70th minute, and you want to bring them on, I'm cool with that. That kind of thing. But I think yeah. this is an opportunity to let those guys play. Cuadrado, I'd start. I'd start Augusto. Like, rotate like crazy in this one because the Napoli game. That to me is another. Now that we drew this one, I feel like that's not that's a must win, but bigger. like, but I want to win. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, a hundred percent, um, a hundred percent. Barella, we talked about him. You know, seems to be getting back into form. Had a lot of minutes for Italy, uh, a lot of minutes for Italy this international break. So, like you said, he needs to be rotated against Benfica, but he played. He played well today. Um, and then Chalanoglu, you know, not the perfect performance, but the the reality is that like he was still dangerous number one and number two you've put 11 players behind the ball and we're playing for the draw and you know it was hard to unlock that especially when your wingbacks are are being super ineffective um so solid performance from Hakan there were substitutions made in the midfield we saw both Fratesi and Aslani Fratesi in the 88th minute so we barely got to see anything out of him which has been something that we've said for a lot of his performances this year. And then Aslani gets gets uh, subbed on in the 83rd with about 10 minutes left in the game. Important minutes, 
uh, in a, you know, Derby d'Italia, important minutes. The game's 1-1. It's still in the balance. You know, anything could happen. And Aslani came on and wasn't ultra involved. Um, but that's sometimes a good thing. Like, he didn't stand out to me in a negative way, and it's hard to really judge the performance. But I think the, the thing that can be said is that Inzaghi seems to really be trusting him um, down the stretch of some really important games, which is a good thing to to know about the player because he doesn't typically trust youth. So if Inzaghi is throwing him in there with 10 minutes to go in a tie game in the Derby d'Italia, I think it means that Aslani is showing some pretty good things in training, which can only be be good for us moving forward. No, I agree. Um, and we see the maturity in his game. You know, when we watch him perform week in and week out, well, I shouldn't say we get, but you know what I mean. When we when we do get to see him play, the maturity is there. He is pinging passes. He has a shot on him. He's someone that excites me. He's someone that I want to see a little bit more of, and I feel like he's is deserving of that opportunity. And he seems to be taking advantage of it when he, when it's given to him. Which last season, when we would see him get those minutes, you know, it, it would be obviously a little bit of like deer in the headlights type thing, where he's a little more nervous, a little more a bit of an overthinker himself. So to see him be quick to react, quick to turn, want to like start the counter quickly and 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 be head up and and really scanning the field. It's it's really nice to see and and I'm sure playing alongside a guy like Hakan and learning from him has has helped him grow immensely. So, yeah, hats yeah. off to him for sure. All right, the forwards, uh they did the most they could with the opportunities that were given. It's not like they had a ton of service today. Um I think Duram showed the qualities that we've been seeing all season in terms of the pace and the strength. Uh, another assist for him today. I think it's his sixth assist in Serie A. Is that right? Uh, hold on one sec. Yes, it is. He had five. Six so yeah, he, it's a sixth. Yep. Which is, yeah, he's um, he's really playing for the team. Um, and he showed all of his qualities today. Obviously, he didn't have the service that you know, would have allowed him to get a goal, except for that one that one opportunity that he had that came to his left foot. Probably should have put that away. Uh, Lautaro, great movement, almost Icardi like on the goal. Uh, great movement, great finish. Outside of that, I thought his hold up play was a little sloppy. Um, gave away some balls that were not typical of him to give away. He just wasn't super sharp in the hold up play. But that's not it's not to say Lauti mess this game up it's more to say you know it wasn't it wasn't his best performance but finally gets on the the score sheet which we haven't seen him do a ton against Juventus um so happy with the forwards today yeah no I would agree with you there um obviously like you want you always want more but like what we got from them I thought was was still very good um movement was good hold up play was good I felt like their positioning was very strong as well so I don't really have uh, too much negative to, to say or even think about, really. Arnatovic comes on in the 89th. Don't know if he touched the ball. Um, I didn't yeah, notice. One minute, yeah. one minute played. Oh, he actually did touch the ball a few times. Three passes, three touches. So uh, he was three for three on those passes. So he gets a 10 for today in his one minute played. Um, and that's it. That's the squad. I just saw a graphic on Twitter that Devrai completed 101 out of 103 passes versus Juventus, <laughs> won three aerial duels, and had four recoveries. 
So dang, qu- quietly immense performance um, from Devray, and he's been rock solid from us all, for us all season. Um, all right, let's look ahead a little bit. Benfica, you want a full rotation and uh, sort of, you know, put that game put put less could, importance on that game, despite the fact that the uh, yeah. the number one spot is still in balance there. I'm sure Sociedad will rotate against Salzburg, but they also. They're playing Salzburg, um, which I guess yeah, actually like Salzburg is a tougher game than Benfica. Hundred percent. They they might take that game a little bit more seriously, especially with an opportunity to win the group. Um, but I do think that it's really going to come down to to the game with uh, with us. You know, we eked out a draw there. If we could actually win at home, you know, let's say we draw Benfica nil nil or one one whatever, and then they beat. Um. Salzburg, they'd be up two points, but if we come out and win, then you know it's really going to come down to how we play them. So, yeah, and then the next game in Serie A is Napoli. Who, listen, say what you want about Mazzari, but typically there is like a new manager bounce that you have to account for. You know, you're even seeing it with small sides like Salernitana, and you know, I think it's interesting that Mazzari is playing. The four three three still, which would suit his players, but doesn't typically suit what he likes to do. So I guess maybe that shows a little bit of growth as a manager um, to try to put the players in the best position to succeed. But well, um, well, he promised ADL that he would do that. So probably the only way he was getting at the job if he agreed to do so. <laughs> That's probably the only way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that game is away from home. Yeah, that game is uh, in Napoli. So two straight games against top four sides away from home. Uh, but again, the schedule makers are be a totally against Inter. So. <laughs> yeah, really? I, um, that's a big clash for us. And obviously, like you said earlier, it's okay. Okay, the draw against Juventus is fine. But you start dropping points uh, consecutively, then all of a sudden you open the door and... and um, you know they're gonna get loud in the papers. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, the media loves to to highlight every time Inter drop points or anything like that. I think that you know if we're able to to play to our abilities, I don't see them as a threat. I really don't. I mean, find new manager, old manager, however you want to uh, view Mazzari, but that team doesn't really impress me. You know, Loborca and Guisa, they seem to have taken a step back without. Uh, Spalletti, and then um, you know, Darmian has kept Cavara in his pocket. I'm, yeah, I, I feel like we should be able to win this game comfortably. You know, whether it's a, you know, we got a one nil win or a two nil win, I don't see them really being much of a threat because even when you looked at the game against uh, Atalanta, right, like it, it just didn't really look like they had much going on going forward. Um, it really took mistakes or a mistake from Karneseki to to win that match and Atalanta you know didn't play to their abilities either so if we play to ours I I don't really foresee them being being much of a problem for us I think they're going to be I I think there is going to be a little bit of a new manager bounce and playing at home like they're going to be fired up I don't know if it makes a difference because like I said when we were previewing the Derby d'Italia I think Inter is is better than a lot of these teams, um, so it's really on us. It's it's we just have to we just have to get it done. 
you know, perform to the best of our abilities. If we perform to the best of our abilities, we win the we win all these games. Um, so let's see how that shakes out. Uh, I got a dog this weekend, um, a puppy named Gino Lautaro that kept me up every hour. <laughs> Gino Infantino Lautaro um, that kept me up every hour on the hour last night. So I am exhausted. I've got to get out of here. Uh, but Johnny, anything else that you want to talk to the people about before we jump? Um, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be doing another giveaway, another card giveaway. Let's go. That's it. That's the only exciting thing. Uh, I'm probably I'm thinking of if, if we should do either a. Pre- I think I think we'll do a prediction of the Napoli game, and we'll put it out there. Everybody put their predictions and their goal scores, and we'll just do whoever gets the closest to the actual prediction and even the goal scores doesn't have to be like an exact well if you want to throw in the minutes go ahead um but it doesn't have to be the exact minutes but if you predict it right you'll win a nicolo barella card wow a barella card that's a big deal sir that's a big deal all right the closest approximation of the score line gets the barella card um all right guys thanks for sticking around juve inter 1-1 Inter on 32 points at the top of the table. As always, in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi.